I'm Cathy van Royen. Every week I chat with Peter Darrell about running and all the events happening and not happening due to the recent coronavirus. Peter Darrell is an athlete with a long history of running races. He's also got a personal mantra of why live by default when you can live by design. And it's a good morning from a frosty Johannesburg. Peter, how are you doing this morning? I'm wonderful. And uh, I smile when you say frosty. I've been, I've been out already this morning and I didn't think it's been quite as frosty as it has been. And I'm sort of, I have to confess though, that I, I'm snuggled up in a, all sorts of things at the moment. So I won't argue too strongly with you. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and talking of talking of frosty, I picked up yesterday um, that the circuit race has will be starting on on Friday. Okay. And uh, we, we've spoken about it before because it was scheduled to start a little while back. And I think that maybe from their side, it was more good luck than, than good judgment. But if they had started when they were scheduled to start, they would have gone through the worst of this cold spell. Yeah. So I think maybe they got a little lucky on that. And uh, I was thinking about the chaps as I was pounding the pavement. Look, it's cold, but it's it's not that cold as it as it has been. Yeah. And then we don't have that icy, that icy wind, uh, yeah. which just yeah, goes through to the most. Sorry, I mean, Joburg's got quite a temperate climate, but that was a particularly, and it was a relentless, I mean, normally we have a cold snap at last day, but this one did seem to go on for like a long week at least. <laughs> yeah. and I, well, I, I also felt that it was it, we, we had a bad one, and just as it was clearing, the next one hit. So, yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, and then I looked at the snow all around the country, and uh, I still, yeah, it was bad, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's been an interesting weekend with with the Olympics starting, and uh, I'm getting I'm not saying getting too excited about it, but I'm glad that we South Africa have won their first uh, medal. And uh, I think already we've got stories coming out, so let's watch that space. So we won uh, the first medal in the swimming. In the in the swimming, yes. Yeah. And so I'm slightly disappointed that it was only silver, but uh, uh, it was a medal's a medal, I think, and that's that's important from from a South African point of view. Yeah. Um, lo locally. My highlight, I think, was our dear friend Marsha Muller down in Richards Bay, and who who went out and she ran two hundred milers back to back, the equivalent the equivalent of running the washi back to back, running from running from Port Alfred to East London, and then getting to East London and turning round and running back to Port Alfred. Uh, she did this. Quite, she did this on a treadmill. She did it on a treadmill, so maybe not quite quite the equivalent of that. Uh, you didn't have those those climbs. Uh, also, probably more comfortable that you didn't have the weather, in that it was in the, I think it was in in, in, in the sports club, 
Um, so it, from that point of view, but it's still, I'm not taking away from her achievement. I think it was a remarkable achievement. And to me, uh, I, I think, think although the, the, the physical challenge might have been different, I think the mental challenge on a treadmill, I mean, we interviewed her last year and um, when she yeah. did the, the 100, 160 Ks, I think she'd done on a treadmill. Yes. yes. I, I mean, this was like 320, you say, double, yeah. 100 miles. Yeah, to me, it's just like... 220K. Yeah. I mean, five five 5Ks on a treadmill for me is too long. <laughs> I don't know what the furthest I've been on the treadmill, but I'm, 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 I'm going along with you and saying, uh, and saying five 5Ks has got to be close to the limit. And, uh, and she was doing it. Do you know why she was doing it? Did she... She was she was raising money for the feral cats in Richards Bay. Okay, so it's her own motivation. Her own her own motivation and that sort of thing. And I just I just I just take my hat off to her and uh, so on. And a, sorry, a, a friend of I a friend and I were chatting while we were running on Sunday, and I said, you know, that our running as we know it might never return. So in a way, these youngsters are creating ways of getting the their peak time of running out. So there was another young girl who'd also done over 100Ks on on the weekend. And, um, you know, you, my brain goes, for what? Because for me, I've always been a runner where there's groups of people and, like, the comrades and things like that. Yeah. But when we were running, I was thinking, you know what? At the end of the day, it might never return. So what must she sit and do? Like Marsha, for instance, she she found a cause. She made a way of making it happen, and she had something to train for. So, although she wasn't, she said, I think as I read this morning that she wasn't doing it for any adoration or anything. She just yeah. is is, and we know. I mean, you and I, we know there's runners out there that do heavy mileage just because they can, and yeah. just because. You know, it's for them. It's the I suppose it's a bit like Eric doing his putting up the circuit races. He understands the need. A lot of people yes. want to run long and far, not necessarily fast, but they want to run long and far. Yeah. Now I, I know that Marsha was training specifically for the for the, the Washi hundred miler, and yeah. uh, she won. It was it last time it was held. She she won and wanted to go back and improve on her time. So she trained hard for that, and 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 then she, I'm going to say, almost turned that disappointment into this new challenge. So I say, well, well done to her. And um, she looked great. I mean, she did. I, I, I saw some of her live crossings during the weekend, and I just kept shaking my head at how well, how good she looks. You know, I I, re I, I saw a couple, but it was specifically I saw her finishing. Yeah. And, and she looked stronger finishing than I would be looking starting. I thought, no, I thought it was a wonderful thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was thinking when I was out this morning, just the point that you made uh, with um, the circuit race. And again, I think of Kobe and uh, Flick, two guys who were, who were training specifically for the circuit race and aiming to do something, I'm going to use the word spectacular, uh, if you consider those things spectacular, but running a 1,000 miles, 1,600 uh, kilometers is sure. quite a daunting. But having trained for it, I'm so glad that they're, they're able to, to 
at least now get get started and, and so on. But locally on Sunday it was the the Pirates 10k race. Now they did something a bit of a cross a cross between a virtual race and uh, a proper race. I don't know exactly how it worked, but they had you could could go there and start from the club and run the the ten kilometer circuit. Okay. And I don't know how many people went out there, uh, but I found it quite interesting that my dear friend Graham Codrington, uh, Graham Codrington, posted that he'd run his fastest. 10Ks, and he just failed by a couple of seconds to break the magic 60-minute mark. And looking at his course, it looked very similar to the uh, Pirates 10K. So, yeah, I really felt for him. And I know what it's like to to go for one of those barriers at 10Ks and and not make it... uh, I've had my battles with it over the years. I just think it's a lovely, a lovely distance that you can set up these magic barriers, be it sixty minutes, seventy minutes, or fifty minutes, or or whatever. whatever. Uh, I just think it's a nice distance for that sort of challenge. Yeah. Um, for me personally, I was just brought home. The how, how fragile life is. I got the message at the end of last week that uh, one of the guys whose pictures hangs on my wall had died, and it caused me to it caused me to look around at all the pictures I have here. And uh, I remember uh, when one dear friend died, I said that that uh, well, I hope that's the first of many. And somebody said, what do you mean the first of many? I said, well, I've got lots of photographs hanging on the wall with me and other runners. And I'm hoping that a lot more of them are going to die before I die. It's getting a bit like a bit like that. And I, I've got two photographs, team photographs, if I can call them that. One was taken down in East London, which was taken of the guys before we went off to run comrades. And then the other relevant one was the one taken in Pretoria with the guys after comrades. And I sort of looked at those smiling faces and uh, I said, yes, in those days we were young and invincible. We thought we could do anything. Um, I think comrades does that to you. What do you think, Kath? Well, we were chatting on Sunday and my friend was struggling a little bit with her with her chest and, you know, it got me thinking back to our friend who, who died on the marathon and I'm thinking, you know, life is very, very short and to have lived through having been able to run comrades, it does leave us with a sense of invincibility, but it also sends, to me, it's a sense of, you know, we, we, we did the best that we could and for me, the comrades was the ultimate in in my running career. I mean, I'm not likely to go and do 200 miles, although never say never. But to me, the invincibility that comes with it is it's not like it's not a matter of invincibility for me. It's more of I never thought I could do that. 
and let's see what else I can do. And it's not like in an arrogant way. It's more, more like now that we face the physical challenge of that kind of thing, it gives us, but we also know how, at the moment with, with, with people dying, as you say, through this very cold winter and the corona and, you know, old age and uh, other means is like life is very fragile um, and we are susceptible to just one little bug. And this, this strong machine that carried us through comrades can be so susceptible. So the, the invincibility for me has always been like, it, it is, we can be strong and but yet so fragile. And I like that dichotomy. I like that, that feeling that, that we can be both. Well, I, I, I got a quote this morning, and I think I think it's the right one to use just to finish our chat off. And it goes like this. Life is like a sea. We are moving without end. Nothing stays with us. What remains is just the memories of some people who've touched us as waves. And as I look at these pictures, I just think of those waves that have touched me. And sadly, there's lots of other waves, but there's good waves and there's bad waves. So this was a, I think this week was a good week week for, for uh, myself. Even though I didn't actually run, there was no, there was very little running for me apart from Sunday because it was just too cold <laughs> and that kind of thing. Well, I'm not setting myself up for a big race, so I allowed myself the luxury of not running um, last week, and it was a, an appreciation when I went out on Sunday to run with my good friend and to think that. You know, we were going through this and to see her struggle a little bit with the cold weather to realize, yeah, life is life is a series of of good, good moments and bad, but mostly good. <laughs> so thank you, Peter, for that lovely wave, uh, lovely wave anecdote Wonderful. to finish off this week's this week's wave. Look we'll chat next week. To next week. Thank you. <laughs> yeah.